In the last episode, we talked about buying a first house. We, we all know buying a house is a stressful experience. And when you're looking to buy a next house and sell your current one, it can be even more stressful. In this episode, we're going to help you get through the process with less stress and a calm mind, while also minimizing the costs involved. My name is Shefko. Welcome to Financial University. When my wife and I had our first house, we were quite happy in it until we decided that we want to sell it. Not sure why all of a sudden, but I'm sure you'll have those moments. Maybe you want to have more children and you think the house you live in is not suitable for this purpose. You also might need to move because you have a job offer in a different city. You'd like to downsize or you'd just like to be closer to your family. But you're unsure of the future challenges. You're scared of the increasing interest rates. You don't know how you can afford the new house. Believe me, I've gone through all this. And then you ask any questions. Is it possible despite your needs and even your good income? My first tip is coming from my own personal experience. Make sure your current house looks attractive to the buyers as you have to sell it for the best price out there. We started selling our house because we didn't like the interior mostly. However, when it came on the market, we had lots of views, but no offers, not even any silly ones, which cut you down quite badly. After a few months, we had to withdraw it from the market and decided we are staying there. Eventually, we started renovating the house. I changed the kitchen with a ready-made one from Ikea. I replaced the laminate flooring and we called the engineer to replace the old boiler. We removed all the old wardrobes and the outdated decorations. We painted the house with a nice neutral color, white, and bought some new furniture. We totally loved it and we didn't want to move. However, one day, still unsure of what to do, I accidentally filled an online valuation form on an estate agent's website. After that, the agent called me straight away as they would and he gave me a really nice price for it. And he said, the house will sell, believe me. So we put it on the market and interestingly enough, in three weeks, we had a really good offer and our house did sell at a higher price than we expected. So if your house looks more presentable than the rest of the houses that are on the market, then the chances of someone buying it at a good price are much higher. Tip number two, the more equity you have, the lower the interest rate the bank can offer you, and you would be able to go for a house which is much closer in terms of pricing. This might mean that you would have to wait a few more years until your house appreciates in price before you actually start the process, but it probably is worth the wait. Number three, find a good estate agent. I came across ours accidentally as we previously had one of the major estate agents who didn't really do a good job. And we decided to try a hybrid one. They market the house, you welcome the potential buyers, you show them around. They also were local, which ensured that they know the market quite well. Your agent should know how to make your house look as beautiful as it can. 
starting from the picture's descriptions, presenting it to the potential buyers. If you are not getting the viewings or the offers, talk to them and ask them to provide feedback from the buyers. Ours were sending us any feedback from the buyers they received directly, and it was so valuable. Number four, don't be desperate to sell unless you get the price you want. There'll be so many buyers who would like to undercut you and try their luck. Make sure you don't lose your temper because of that, like I did. And don't pay attention to them. Continue to wait and be certain that nothing is impossible. Unless, of course, you're asking for a price that's way too high. Number five, set yourself a cap for the maximum price of the new house, which you can really afford. And I really mean it. If you go to your mortgage advisor or complete the decision in principle with some of the major banks, then you have an idea how much more you can borrow based on the selling price of your house, the equity you have in it and your income. Now you can start looking for your house, but make sure you don't go for the highest price and instead try to go for a lower price if possible. This way you would be able to afford to spend some extra money to refresh the new house later on if that's required. Tip number six, wait for a good offer to come on the market and don't settle for just any house. New offers come to the market every day, so don't lose your hope if you can't find the one you like. The process of searching for a house on Rightmove or Zoopla may take a long time. Discuss exactly what house you'd like, whether with your partner or your closest relatives, friends. And when you see a suitable one, List all the advantages, all the disadvantages, and take them into account in your decision. Number seven, when you find the house you like, have a strategy as to the price you'd like to start with when you make an offer. Don't be afraid to go for a lower price at first. You can always negotiate a higher price. Usually the buyer will go with your low offer if they don't have any good offers, but they also might decline your offer, which doesn't hurt. And although this might be discouraging, it's still part of the normal process. Hang in there. Number eight, have in mind the fees you need to pay this time round. The average cost of moving according to a major bank is around 12,000 pounds. And this could include estate agents fee. These are usually 1% or more of the house price. Stamp duty, find out the current stamp duty on gov.uk you can find exactly how much you need to pay for the new house convincing charges for both the sold and the newly purchased pro property get a few quotes and compare them you would also benefit from a home buyer survey as it's good to know if there's any structural or other defects in the house tip number nine check the overall condition of the house including the boiler and find out if there's any warranty left on it. Read carefully the fixture and fittings contents from the seller to know what appliances and other fixtures you will need to buy yourself. DPC certificate is also important to know the efficiency of the house and have an idea whether you need to make some home improvements to bring it to a higher rating. And final tip number 10 is about the completion. It can be very stressful. Prepare for it after you've agreed to sell your house and your offer for the new house has been accepted. 
you would be in a position to set the completion date. On the day, you would need to move out of your house as soon as possible and move into your new home at the same time. Speak to your buyer and ask them to give you some time to move out once you have the keys to your new house. Pack everything in advance and ask the man with the van, the removal company, whichever, to come early at a good time to allow you to start loading. You have a very small window to move out and move into your house. Planning for the logistics is essential. And when you move into your new house, everything will be in a mess. Don't get upset or anxious as it will take some time to put everything into place. This is quite normal. You have sufficient time to do it all. Relax and enjoy the fact that you're in a new house. These are all my tips for buying a house for the second time. We'd like to hear whether they've been helpful to you. Please send us an email to finance at proclaimers.com. Goodbye.